Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GoDigital, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. Time again for the Q&A. So if you're interested in how I became the photo detective, here's the story. I have always loved photographs. I have had a camera in my hand since I was about seven. Doesn't mean I take great photos, but it means I like taking pictures. And my mom used to sit with us with the family photo albums and books, and we'd go over all the pictures and she'd tell us stories. And then I went to college and really thought, here's the crazy thing. I thought I was going to be an archaeologist. I really thought digging up stuff was cool. I read all the books when I was a kid about, you know, how to be an archaeologist and, you know, the whole thing. And then I took an archaeology class and I was like, I don't want to do this. And focused all of my attention on history. And I still focus on history and I focus on all of your history and all of your photographs. So I have an undergraduate degree and a graduate degree in history. And I also have a graduate certificate in creative writing, which is something I acquired not that long ago. I had a big birthday and decided this was it. If I were going to do something like this, now would be the time. And I really enjoyed the couple of years I spent working on that certificate and learning new ways to say the things that I wanted to say. But after college, I thought I was going to work in a museum. I I thought that would be a great thing and a great application for my history degree. And, you know, fate steps in sometimes and you're getting the full story here. You're not getting the, the annotated, edited version. And fate steps in. And I sent off all my applications for graduate school to study museum studies and a twist of fate, a failure of the post office. I'm not sure what, but all my graduate school applications got marked late by the institutions I uh, sent them to. And they were returned to me as I couldn't apply because they were late. 
I thought, what am I going to do? I have this history degree, right? It's a liberal arts degree. What are you going to do with that kind of thing? And the job I had on campus said, guess what? The local historical society is looking for someone to work in their photo department and in their reference department. And I think you'd be a great fit. And I did that uh, for a long time, working my way up the ranks. I worked with non-print collections, which was everything from film to postcards, to architectural drawings, to of course photographs, which I, I love. And I discovered that deep love of photographs and it's been the defining thing for my life is history and photography. And I've done various things over the, the years. I did picture research for textbook publishing and public television and things like that. And I did work at the New England Historic Genealogical Society for a few years, helping people with their genealogy research. So I have this broad base knowledge of all of this stuff that all comes together into my work, The Photo Detective. Alexandra Alter, who I just heard on the New York Times Book Review podcast called The Book Review, which is great. She interviewed me for the Wall Street Journal. And from then on, it has been nonstop work as the photo detective. And it is my trademark, Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I love working on family photographs. There's probably lots of other things I could have done with this love of photography. But to me, every single family photograph is interesting and tells a story. And I love getting to the bottom of it. It's just, it brings me a lot of joy. And I like helping people as a former reference person. I love, I love it. Uh, now I have the podcast, The Photo Detective, and I had the Last Muster books, all of that. So all that is possible. I would say that if you have someone who's interested in history or interested in photography, that there are things that you can do with it. There's a whole lot more, more career avenues than, than there were when I started. <laughs> it wasn't really anyone doing what I do. Photographs were not, it just didn't have the importance that they have to all of us today. And I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but Real Simple Magazine just did this list of like six things that you should never throw away when you're cleaning out. And one of the things you should never throw away when you're cleaning out are your family photographs. I was just so pleased to see that because a lot of people come up to me and tell me that they've thrown away their family photographs so they didn't know who they were. And just this past weekend, we popped up to the Brimfield Antique Show, which is a two-mile-long antique show. And that's two miles in length, not in depth. And I didn't have time to look at everything, but I did run into someone I knew, which is amazing because there's thousands of people there. And as she said that she was just helping some people clean out their house and no one in the family wanted the trunk full of family photographs. And I said, well, what did you do? And she said that she had sorted them into known and unknown piles, meaning identified and unidentified. And I think they got rid of all the unidentified photos. Yes, you can identify an unidentified photograph. I do it all the time for people and I help you do it. And I love doing it. So if you have a relative who's about to toss everything, let's try to get to the bottom of it first before they end up in the trash. So that's the long story of how I got started. Any questions about that? It's been a long time now. What I wanted to, and I did, the other question was, how do I identify photographs? So a couple of you have posted images on Facebook 
that you wanted me to identify right then and there. And I don't actually do that on Facebook or on social media. There are groups that will, you know, date your photographs for you. But for me, it goes way beyond a date. It's a story and a connection to your family history. I'd really love to see all your photographs identified. And identification is all about the who, what, where, when, and why of the pictures. For the last week, I have been working on an image that I have in my collection. It's not a family collection. It's a great picture. So I'm writing a blog post and I'm thinking about doing a podcast episode about it. And who knows what else, maybe a little video. Uh, and it's this great picture that I picked up at a local antique shop. How it got here, I'll never know. Uh, but there's an argument on the back between two siblings about whether dad is a successful businessman or whether he's a loser. So let's see if I can get to the bottom of it. I have been working really hard on this. And I know more about this family than some of my own family members. You know how it is. You get obsessed. I've looked at census records, naturalization papers, city directories. I found some stuff on ancestry. I found even more stuff on my heritage. I like to sort of play the sites off each other and see what I come up with. God, I just looked at so many things to try to sort this out. And it is summer and it has been unbelievably hot and damp here in the Northeast this year. I think I saw on the news that it has rained every day, but one in the month of July so far. We've had not one, not two, but three lightning strikes in our neighborhood in the last month. And I can't even tell you what that means, but it did strike the house behind us and that knocked out our Verizon for a couple of days and wrecked havoc and some other things. And the guy's chimney, it looks <laughs> It's cracked all the way down and there's bricks missing and everything. I actually am really happy I wasn't home to hear that. So lightning is a difficult thing. And I'm not sure why it struck three times in my neighborhood, but I'm hoping it doesn't come back and hit a fourth time. So summer heat and humidity can wreak havoc on our photographs. If you have color snapshots, for instance, and they're someplace where it's really damp, they are going to stick together and you are not going to be able to get them apart. And if you do get them apart, they're gonna, you're going to leave pieces of them behind. So you really want to be careful. Those individual sleeves are great for those. What else? Oh, it encourages mold growth. The heat and humidity and the like strong sunlight also damages your pictures. So summer is a tough time for our pictures. If you have them in the attic or the basement, there's moisture all the time. Not only that, but even black and white photographs, the emulsion, which is the image layer of the pictures, get soft and they can get damaged very easily. And silverfish and mice and all kinds of insects love your pictures. And so we have to be careful about where we store them. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, let's talk about natural disasters and other types of things. We're going to do some kind of special thing on the podcast about that soon. The natural disaster thing I wanted to talk about. First off, there are wildfires out west. They're pretty horrible. We're getting drenched. They're baking, if that's where you are. And one of the things my daughter did when she was in school, it was elementary school, and I'm not sure why they did this, but the fire department came in and taught the kids how to make something called a firebox, which for her was a shoebox. And she labeled it, this is my firebox. And in it went her most important things that she would 
take that box and leave with if there was a fire in the house. I just want to remind you that it's a good idea to have a plan like that and a box that you can just pick up and put in your car if you need to, or a plan to save the most important things that you have in her firebox. There was a Beanie Baby, of course. I think it was fluffy, fluffy. I'm not sure which one, but she had quite a few, but her most favorite one went in that firebox. So keep that in mind. Better to be proactive than try to save your stuff later. And unfortunately, in the news has also been that horrible apartment building collapse on the Surfside in Miami. It breaks all of our hearts to see something like that. These people could not get out fast enough. So a firebox would not have helped them. But I did read in an article in the paper, uh, and I'm looking for that article. I thought I clipped it out, but I guess I didn't. Where the search and rescue people, obviously they're done with the search and rescue for living people. But they are now searching for things that people are asking for. And one of the things that people are asking for are photographs that their their relatives weren't able to get out of the building. And the search and rescue people are struggling to develop a way to return these to family members. Because, of course, they don't come in a neat, tidy box that says Taylor family pictures. They're just underneath all the rubble. So I hope, I hope that they have done a couple of things. I know that a couple of years ago now, there was a a big hurricane on the East Coast, Hurricane Sandy. And they had created notebooks at the public library of images that had been found. And the sad part is most of those pictures went unclaimed. So I think with the digital that we have now, it's even more important or easier to get the word out. So I think a Facebook page, a Google Drive folder that could be shared as something like that for people to look might be helpful. So if anybody's out there and is a search and rescue person in Miami and needs some advice on how to you know, get the word out about these pictures, I'm more than happy to uh, just chat for a few minutes with someone about it. Rob Grandchamp, who is this amazing Civil War historian, sent me a picture today. We often, there are often people, other people in this sort of photo history field, and we communicate mostly through social media. And he does a lot with Civil War images, particularly for the state that I live in, but he's, he's got a a Civil War museum in his house. It's like pretty amazing, the stuff that he's accumulated. But one of the things he has is something I want to want to ask you to look out for in your family collections. And that is, it's a little carte de visite photo, which is like two and a half by four inches. And it is a woman standing next to a vacant chair. The vacant chair is a prop. It is significant because it was used to signify that the person who would have been sitting in that chair is no longer with us. So this woman was broadcasting that her husband had died in the Civil War by standing next to this vacant chair. So I don't know if you have any of those in your collection, but I would love to see them. So please share them with me. And if you have a story associated with them, even better. I've been interviewing people who have been reconnecting people with photographs and doing that as sort of a one-time deal or as a hobby. One of the things I read in a Facebook group today was, I think it's old photos reunited. I'm not sure exactly. I should have written that down. 
But one of the things that this woman has done, which I want to, I'm not going to do a shout out to her, but it is a group on one of the many groups on Facebook that do reuniting with photographs. Um, she set, she gave her grandchildren an activity and set them down in front of Ancestry.com to try to find living relatives of the people in these photographs that she found with names on the back. And this is from uh, a part of Iowa. So if you have a photo reunion story, I'd love to hear it. I love to hear these. I never tire of them. Never, ever tire of hearing them. And uh, maybe we'll even chat. What else? Somebody said that they had a question about they had all these photographs and they didn't know what to do with them. How are they going to reconnect them? Again, the Facebook group is key. There is a still a lot of people on Facebook. If you listen to any of the marketing people that do marketing for a living, they will tell you that Facebook is dead. Well, maybe so, but all the groups that I'm a member of, we're pretty active. So maybe parts of Facebook are dead, but if you're in a particular group, it's still a great way to find people. Any other questions for me? This does broadcast live on Facebook and on YouTube. If you do not follow me on YouTube, please do. I have some new videos I'm working on to just be YouTube only. What else? We're looking at making some changes to the podcast. And I know a lot of you have asked me to please do Facebook Lives instead of just the podcast because you like them. So we're trying to figure out a way to work some of those into the schedule for the next couple of months. But anyway, that's what's going on in my world. It's been busy. I, we did hold our family reunion this year. I don't know if you did, but we did. The Australian members couldn't come. They can't leave the country. But the rest of us were there. And it was very lovely to see people and to get together. And I put together a, well, well the, first, the last reunion was three years ago. We're on the every other year thing, but because of COVID, it was three years. So I, three years ago, I met with all the heads of the various branches of the family and took down all their information in a notebook and then put it aside and then suddenly remembered about a, a month and a half before the reunion that I said I was going to make a family tree. So I scrambled and focused and finished the family tree, bringing it down to the most recent members of the family. And Janet Havorka, a family chart masters, who has just had an incredible loss in her family with her co-founder and husband, she printed it out for me as a draft so people could write all over it. And I brought this six foot long family tree, seven generations, and laid it on a table in the lunch buffet room and people gathered around it and added information and corrected spellings that I might not have had right and added facts I didn't have. And there was a whole sort of branch of the family I didn't know much about. So we're working on that and we're using, we're using Facebook and the connections through various individuals on Facebook to try to figure out who all these people are and then researching modern things. So Family Chart make, Masters makes the most beautiful family charts and I'm finishing it up so that people can order charts and the next reunion, I'll definitely have them for them. Uh, Joanne wants to know, did people ever have snapshots mounted on cardboard as if they were from a regular photo studio? Yes. If they took snapshots and they sent them off to like Kodak for developing, they often came back on cardstock. So 
that was something that could be done, Joanne. Yep, that's a great question. All right, if no one has any other questions for, you, for me, I am gonna sign off for today. Thank you all. I hope you're having a great summer. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna have a question for you. What are you doing with your family photographs this summer? So thank you all very much for joining me. See you next month. Remember, if you have a question, you can watch for the social media posts that asks you for them, but also you can email me at photodetective at maureentaylor.com and I will add your questions to the queue for next month. Have a great summer. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one -on -one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.